0: Co-worker of yours.
1: Sports Radio Six Ten presents Payne and Pendergast.
2: Well, they're not officials. Payne and like, Pendergast,
3: Seth, you're talking on the air right now. Yeah.
2: They're just dudes.
3: Seth and I were talking about the chain gang uh, that uh, whose jobs may now be compromised because of technology. They were, may get replaced by a computer.
2: I thought you were insulting them, and I was about to defend them because I used to just hang out and chat with the chain gang guys uh, at NRG Stadium, mm-hmm. like during you know between quarters and stuff. And uh, and you said you know. You said something about sticking up for the officials, and no, oh, they're not. They're not. I don't think that, they might be high school officials, but they're not even high school officials. A lot of time. they're just guys that work there on the uh, on the weekends. Yeah,
3: no, I, I was just saying. I bet the referees liked you because I bet you were a fun player to interact with on the
2: field. Uh, you, I knocked one out once, acc- accidentally. I hope I gave him a concussion. I, I literally knocked him out. Really, uh, and he left the game. Yeah. <sighs> On a stretcher,
3: or was he like walked off, kind of woozy?
2: I think he walked off, but he was down, like he was down, unconscious, yeah. face down on the turf. Did you feel bad? I turned to run, I turned to chase a screen, and there was somebody in my way, so I pushed it. Yeah, that's what you do. Damn it! I don't it care was, if it's football field or and, oh elsewhere. And it was he was, was
3: a down. It was a fifty-eight-year-old trial lawyer. <laughs>
2: No, it was even worse because it ended up being like a schoolyard prank gone wrong. Cause there was, there was somebody falling down in front of him. Oh, really? So it was like a, it was like when you shove somebody, you know, like somebody runs up and kneels down behind somebody. Yeah. And then, and then you go and shove that person over the person that's kneeling down. It ended up being like that, but incredibly violent and done by a 310 pound dude. And uh, yeah. I, I liked them. I used to, we, we used to joke about it after that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to send him something when he was in the hospital but I felt like it might be like trying to trying to bribe an official or something. Like, um, some, like, like that fruit basket was going to make this attorney <laughs> right. change the way he officiated <laughs> that, games that's or funny.
3: something. <laughs> All right, so Dana Brown did an interview with MLB.com. It was asked about a bunch of things, Alex Bregman's extension, oh, we're going to get make him an offer a bunch of other things. The most interesting one to me was: This is your first year without Dusty Baker as a manager. What will you miss about him, and did you get along with him? So I want to give this uh, this answer the buzz and the ding treatment that we do sometimes, and I'm just my okay. own impressions as to how I feel. Dana Brown is w- with the level of truthfulness that's being displayed here. We'll read it. I'll give my the buzz and the ding treatment of this, and then you and I can hash this out, Seth, because. Dana Brown acknowledges it wasn't perfect with between the two of them. All right? Here we go. We got along great. Anytime you have a manager and a GM Great is a, an extreme adjective.
2: All right? All right. Anytime okay, so the Buzz means you're skeptical. Anytime okay. you have a skeptical. Anytime
3: you have a manager and a GM, you're gonna have disagreements. But we had huge respect for each other. No, I think that was you doing that. I think they did respect each other. I respected Dusty for a long time. I watched him as a kid, watched him play. Uh, I know he's an outstanding baseball man. He has great thoughts, great stories, great ideas. We hit it off well because we're two baseball guys. All right. So um, he goes on to acknowledge that every now and then we had to have tough conversations or I may want to make a change with the roster. He may want to hold on to a player. Sometimes we have to meet somewhere in the middle. Ultimately, I felt like we had a good relationship. Okay, I can. It was a productive relationship, I would say. They, you know, there was the team was good. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm all for there being disagreements. Now, Dusty and 20, disagreeing with 2023 Dusty was a dicey proposition.
2: Dusty was emboldened in 2023. He was. He had that hardware, man. Yeah. And it was, nobody was going to tell him nothing about Maldonado or Yiner (laughs) Diaz. (laughs) Nothing. There, there is the... <laughs> Chaz. Chaz is fat, and I know it. Yeah. Fat is a, a fatty Arbuckle. That's what I call him. <laughs> wow. and he's like, I has to explain to everybody who fatty Arbuckle is. <laughs> How do you know
3: he's fat, Dusty? Because I bring him banana pudding every week.
2: <laughs> um, I fatten him up myself, my little piggy. Yeah.
3: I I think it was... I, I do feel like that 2022 World Series did come with a bit of a price. And, and 2023, Dusty was that price. Like, he was... He didn't seem like he was the easiest to deal with. With the media, didn't see there. You know, there were plenty of things that he was doing in terms of lineup construction and managing the roster and just day to day, where you're like, okay, this is not the this is not the same Dusty we've had here the first three years. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: and 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 the relationship with Dana Brown may have had something to do with it. You know?
2: Okay. So, as far as uh, where was the part that you dinged on where they I, have disagreements? I, I, uh, every now and then we'd have some tough conversations, or I may want to have a, a change with the roster. Yeah. Um, like, okay, Jiner, I like, Dana wanted Yiner to play more. Yes. I mean, immediately after the season, before Maldonado was even officially off the team, Dana named Yiner the starter next year. <laughs> I mean, a it, week was, later. it was yeah. It was crazy. It yes. was crazy. So, uh, not crazy that he did it. It was just, it was, it felt like, like, he'd just been waiting. Like, this is what I need to do. We need to make Yiner the starter and let him know he's the starter. Yeah. Yiner needs, needs to get started having, like, feeling that responsibility now. It's
3: wild how big a polarizing thing Martin Maldonado became for this team yeah. in the well, midst of winning, you know, in the midst of getting a yeah. game seven of an ALCS, you know?
2: I mean, that's, that's one of the more, I guess, uh, understated things to watch this year is that every... Framber, Framber only pitched to Maldonado last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maldonado is a guy that's very good with working with his pitchers and whatnot. But Framber's going to be working with young catch, uh, a young catcher who's you know openly talking about how he needs to work on being sure he's confident and everything. Uh, and, and the thing that makes me nervous... Is this a uh, revelation that Framber Valdez is going to be the only Astros pitcher who will be calling pitches himself with the pitch? He's
3: comments? reverse pitch coming. he's, yeah. he's going to have the he's going to have the side of it attached to his uniform where he gets to call the pitches, and the catcher hears what he's
2: calling. Yeah, yeah. So cool. you know, do the you do the ding thing with. Uh, tell me whether or not this is a ding okay. or a a buzzer on this okay, one. Okay, okay, <clears> okay. <throat> this is Framber talking about him. Him dictating, him calling out the pitch. It goes both ways, but he can tell the catcher what he wants okay. if he needs to. I want to feel more comfortable.
3: Okay, I believe it's that. a ding, right? Yep, yep.
2: Not that I don't feel comfortable with the catchers, but I want to feel comfortable and throw the pitchers with more conviction. Believe that. I feel like I have the game in my hands. Okay, yeah, I feel like I, yeah. I,
3: I. It's the only part. The only part I don't fully believe is that he feels comfortable with the catchers. Yet, because as you point out, he was a Maldi guy through and
2: through. So uh, this is the way it works. Like last year, all of Houston's pitchers wore the pitch comm device on their hats yeah. to hear the pitch call. Yep. There was only one. It was Kendall Graveman who wore another device on his belt to send signals to the catcher. Mm-hmm. I like honestly, this scares the hell out of me with Framber. Yes. Like Framber, Framber, his his emotions are a delicate ecosystem. Yeah. And any disruption to that ecosystem, I feel, throws everything into turmoil. It's like I feel like this. Him having an extra pitch comm device is like introducing an invasive species. We're gonna be overrun with frogs. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be. I don't. Like, I don't like this one bit. I don't. I don't need the the process getting gummed up to where Framber has more things to think about.
3: There are certain people that are good multitaskers in life, not just in baseball. And then there's other people that you need to have the eat what's on your plate conversation. Framber is an eat what's on your plate guy. Framber, you just need to focus on listening to the pitch call from your catcher and then properly throwing the pitch. And then not losing your mind if you don't get a call from the umpire. You know, you focus on those things. You've done that before, Framber. You did it in 2022 and you damn near won a Cy Young award.
2: He will at least have some guidance from Josh Hader because Josh Hader does this and has done it in the past. So it's nothing new for Josh Hader. Um, He says he goes with the catcher's thought first. And if I don't like it, switch to my thought. Okay. I think it's easier. I was a little wary about doing it at first when it first came out, but experiencing different parts in the game, momentum changes when things speed you up. Okay. That's Hader talking right there. Speed up on you. Yeah, that's Hader. That's Hader
3: talking. Okay. So he's basically got veto power. Is what that is?
2: Yeah, he, he's yeah. got veto power over the catcher. All right, but there's not there's not that much time to deliberate these days. <laughs> no, there's it. not. Especially <laughs> the other the one that one. You add to this that the Astros were just absolutely horrible at holding guys on base. You've got this me scared year. now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Fromber. They oh. were really bad at holding guys on on base with these new enlarged. Yeah. Uh, the plates and the new pitching rules and yeah. the balk rules and everything. Um, so like, there's a lot going on there. There's too many moving parts. I yeah. feel like it's all about reducing numbers of moving parts and we've added the number of moving parts to Framber's plate.
0: Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect co-worker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Try Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours.
3: Can I just tell you, we talked about Tunsil's knee injury. Not to totally shift gears here, but I'm looking at the text page. We talked about Tunsil's knee injury in headlines. Yeah. There are texts from like a half dozen different people all in a row. Oh, great. Uh, that means Laramie can false start even more this year. Yeah. Oh, no. did, <laughs> did the surgeon remove Tunsil's false start ligament? <laughs> Will the knee surgery stop him from jumping off sides in crucial moments? Like, we've got a ton of Tunsil That's, jumping off sides. You know what?
2: Honestly, it's the crucial moment part of it. Yeah. Going back to the Dallas game drive a couple killers, years ago. drive killers. Yeah, like yeah. drive killers in crucial moments. That's a part of it that's unforgivable. I would, I would, I'd be cool with more false starts than usual. You know, if it just happened here and there. But man, man, he's got a knack for doing it when when it really, really matters. And uh, they, they've they've got to figure this out. Yeah, um, I don't pe- know what the incentive is. I mean, he's already. Like, he's yeah. Already, he got paid doing being that guy. If you uh, stop
3: so. doing it, we're going to really make you the highest paid offensive lineman in football. <laughs> like, by a lot.
2: Um, maybe the – no, honestly, maybe maybe with his need feeling better, he won't feel like he needs to That's what start. I was thinking. Like, yeah. I'm
3: trying to look at this glass half full. Like, maybe he was false starting so, – I mean, he's done it for a long time. But maybe last year part of it was overcompensating for, for being for being gimpy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that you buzzed Dana Brown right off the bat. Right off the bat, I don't. We got I not believe. I don't believe yeah. that. I don't
3: believe they got along great. I, I, th- I mean, I think. I think there was respect. I don't think they got along great. Um, uh, a lot of people offering to split the cost of the Sopranos booth with me. Um, I'd like to have both benches. With all due respect to everybody who's offering to split the cost. Well, do we split the cost and we each get it for six months you- out of the year?
2: Oh, that's true. You could timeshare it. Yeah, timeshare. You know, realistically, how often you're going to use it? Yeah, I would do it. You know what I would well, do, Sean? This is your business idea. Go ahead and buy it for the forty nine grand, forty nine hundred. Yeah, not forty nine grand, forty nine hundred or whatever, and then just uh, rent it out. Oh, rental, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You ever sit down and crunch the numbers after you rent a bounce house? Yeah, and it's a good party business. rentals yeah. and equipment rental like that and everything. It's good business. I'm thinking about. I'm, and then, then. You never think like, "Oh, crap, I got to rent I'm gonna, i I got to rent a backhoe. Uh, I got to rent an excavator. Uh, why don't you just buy one and then enter the little equipment rental business?" Yeah, yeah. Ben? How about you and me? Let you and me do it. Put that, Ben. Big, this doesn't need to be in the book of business ideas. It's a renting things. Idea. Just call up Sunbelt Rentals and find out what their franchise policy is. Yeah, there okay? you
3: go. Yeah, Ben, make a call. Okay,
2: give me the info. <laughs> Put
3: that in the big book of phone calls you need to make for us.
2: All right. <laughs> All right, Payne and Pendergast, with you. Now, at the very least, I'm going to buy a bounce house. I'm going to be the only heavy equipment and bounce house rental place in existence. I like it. You're, I think now, now we're now we're on to something. That's how you keep kids away from the excavator. You set up a bounce house. in the bounce house, you know, fifty yards down the way. Good call,
3: Seth. All right, Nico Collins speaks on his contract situation. Um, Do we feel like we'll let you take a listen? Do we feel like Nico Collins is long for the Houston Texans? We'll. Take a listen to what he had to say on the Airing It Out podcast that's coming up next.
4: Why?
1: Why? If you have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.